are listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first topic and guest of today. We're talking about jobs, careers, and also opportunities. And I'm really excited to welcome back on the program Shirley Adrain, CEO of the Career Catalyst Group. She's also a certified executive coach. And uh, the Career Catalyst Group is an organization which is dedicated to helping executives take charge of their career and also to overcome workplace challenges so that they can excel as leaders. Welcome back on the program, Shirley. It's really great uh, to speak to you again today. Thanks, Noreen. Great to be here. We are also on Facebook uh, page, uh, Facebook Live as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Shirley there. And perhaps if you want to, you can uh, message us some of your questions uh, that you may have. And we'll, we'll try our best to, to get to them. Uh, but uh, we only have until 2 o'clock, so we'll try our best uh, to, to get to them. So, Shirley, you, you must get a lot of questions. I, I know you work pr- predominantly with a lot of female leaders, but on the whole spectrum of things, you must be getting a lot of questions uh, regarding careers since uh, 2020 has really been a a year of change uh, in many different aspects, including uh, career-wise. Yes, I mean, I I, I get quite a lot of questions and there's a few sort of key themes that keep coming through at the moment. Um, One of those is to do with with redundancies because obviously a lot of companies here are looking at cost cutting um, and and have announced that they're going to do redundancies or people are just feeling worried because they think they're about to do redundancies and and, and people come to me and say, you know, how can I maximize my chances of not being selected for redundancy? So that that seems to be quite quite a key theme. and really fitting as well because no nobody as much as people think about change nobody maybe i mean maybe some people want a change entirely but people just want to hang on to their jobs especially you know when the economy may not be doing as well in in some aspects yes um and and, you know there are ways to do that or there's definitely ways to make make the best of this situation um one of the things that I recommend is advocating for yourself. So really sharing what you're best at. So this is not the time to just put your head down and try and do a good job. It's time to really look at, you know, what is the key value you're adding at work? What's the difference that you're making? And making sure that people know that. So they know your key talents and they know what you're really good at that, that others can't do. Um, so that's where, you know, if you've got that skills and experience that would benefit the firm, um, making sure that everybody knows about that. And then, you know, when the company, you know, is thinking about redundancies, then hopefully people, you know, like you who are, who are doing a good job and have people know about it, well, it will stop you being, being made redundant. So that's, it's time to really shine a light on yourself. Yeah, that sounds easier said than done. I don't know. I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm sure many of our listeners maybe are not so good at sort of self-promoting. I know sometimes... Yeah. I certainly feel like, oh, I don't really want to draw attention to that, even though if, if you're quite good at something. So how do you, yeah, how do you basically shine the, the light back on yourself and um, promote yourself a little bit in that aspect? Yeah. Well, I think part of it is looking at where you can help, you know, looking at where you can help, looking at where you can solve problems. So rather than showing off and, and you know, I'm Scottish, my upbringing was not to show off. We don't, we don't like show off. <laughs> so it took me a while to really be able to advocate for myself when I started working in, in investment banking. And, and, but really, if you look at how you help people, I think that's an easier way and, and, and be as much help as possible. You really want to make yourself indispensable so you don't get made redundant. So that, that's, that's 
that's a good way to do that. And also being very positive, I think, helps too, because what we project out is reflected back. So if we are going gossiping all the time and panicking about, okay, this is going to happen to me, who do you think they're going to get rid of, you know, and, and, and being in those sort of worrying situations and gossiping, then that just doesn't look good. Whereas finding solutions to problems, not complaining and, and making suggestions as to how things could run better. I mean, that comes across so much better to management than than sort of than just complaining. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I know it's very tempting to, to, to gossip, but maybe not doing it in the office so people can't see you. You know, we, we all need to let off steam. But I think when you're in what now is the time to really do your best job. Yeah. A another question that perhaps comes to mind, and I know we, we certainly talked about it in previous chats, is that yeah. this whole notion of working from home and yeah. people have sort of uh, gotten the taste of that and, and they like working from home. And yeah. what about people who don't want to go back uh, to, to full time into the office again? How can they go about sort of persuading their manager and letting them know they, they prefer working from home and yeah. rather than going back full time? Yeah, good, good question. Um, there was a recent survey actually because uh, that, that showed that 67% of Hong Kong businesses are actually practicing remote working at the moment, which is a lot higher than the percentage than I, than I was expecting yeah. because of the, the culture of presenteeism in Hong Kong. And also 82% of those companies said they want to keep it that way even after the pandemic is over. So that's great news for people who want to um, continue to work from home. Um, and even in the confined spaces we have, Hong Kong, a lot of people tell me they'd rather work in a nearby coffee shop or in a shared office space than commute into Central or Quarry Bay. So it, may, it makes sense to see, you know, is it possible for you to continue doing it if you're doing it already? But I think, first of all, what you need to do is step back and look at what the company's overall strategy is and align your desire to work from home with the company goals. So if you follow your company in LinkedIn or in the news, you can get an idea of what they're doing. So this happened to a client of mine recently. It was all over the news that her company wanted to you know, reduce the number of offices and create regional hubs. So then when they sent her a questionnaire saying, you know, would you like to work from in the office all the time, part of the time, one day a week, you know, and she said, I don't want to get made redundant. So we, you know, we went through this and made sure that she was answering the questions in a way that, you know, she was aligning with what the company was planning to do. So that maximized her chances. Um, so, so, you know, if you're clear on that, that helps. And then you've really got to build a business case if you want to work from home. And, and that should be relatively easy if you've been doing it recently. So, you should be able to measure your own performance. So even if your manager's not keeping real tracks on that, that, then you need to do that to create a case. So, you know, how do they measure performance? You know, is it, you know, how do you know they've completed your work against what you've been given? Have you taken on additional work and completed it? So really, you want to, to know all this down so that you've got a strong case to show that you're really productive working from home. Um, and then also, if you've got an example of somebody else who, who's also worked from home and, and has been successful, then that, that's a good one too. Because what you really want to do is make it hard for them to say no. You yes. want to make an easy, an easy conversation with them so that they say yes. And, and, and talking about the conversation, I mean, I really recommend face-to-face -face or at least on Skype. Don't just send them an email. I, th I think this needs to be a proper discussion 
where you have a, a positive communication, you know, this is how I think it could work. This is how I think it can benefit the company. I can probably do more from at home. You know, I'm not, I'm commuting time. So really making it clear that you're, you're reliable, you're thorough, and you're going to do a great job working from home. That's, those are some really great points, Shirley. It, really doing it face to face on the phone because it's so much easier to turn down something via email or these days yeah. <laughs> via text. So face to face, you can, uh, you know, maximize your chances that actually kind of aligns with one of the questions we receive edward writes in by the way we, we are streaming this interview onto the facebook page noreen mayor on rthk radio 3 so if you have any questions uh, about careers uh, you'd like to ask shirley then uh, feel free to get in touch uh, edward has done so he says uh, how do we get prepared for the post covid 19 era um, and uh, perhaps we, we touched on that about working from home. Yeah, how should employees prepare for, for, for this new era? Um, well, I think they need to decide, and we've all had a chance this year to reflect, reflect on what works best for us. Is it working in the office? Is it working from home? Are we working for the right employer? You know, because I think people are being a lot tougher now on what they expect from an employer. So they expect you know, employers to be a lot more inclusive, to be hiring a diverse team, to be making sure everybody's voice is heard. Um, they expect to have a bit more flexibility, so not having to be in the office all the time. There's a real focus on wellness, so they expect an employer to, to actually be supporting their employee wellness um, and really trusting them to do their work as long as they're you know, measured against the deliverables. So I think we're all being a bit tougher on what we expect from our employers, which I think is a, is a good thing. Um, and so, so really ha- having that, clarity and what your negotiables and non-negotiables are in your role um is are you working for the right employer and if not looking for something else i think also you know we need to take more responsibility for building our own skills you know because it's so easy to do it now when we're working from home there's so much opportunity for online learning that we don't need to wait to be put on a training course by our employer so, so we need to take a bit more responsibility ourselves but i think also um thinking about what really works best for us exactly and sort of um adding value and adding value to ourselves and taking that responsibility edward i hope that answers your question um i I think he also adds that uh, well i I alluded to the fact you know uh, when employees are working from home is the norm um how can we shine as employees and he sort of says out of sight out of mind but i think the point we were trying to make edward is that now more than ever is the time to really shine rather than keeping your head down it's all about sort of promoting yourself not in a show-offy kind of way but really putting a case why we're indispensable what value are you adding uh, to your company now some people have lost their jobs or been made redundant uh, during COVID-19 during this pandemic and uh, they want to stay in their field but it's hard they struggle to find jobs in their fields Mm -hmm. so is this a good time to sort of branch out and think about a possible career change or Mm -hmm. stick to your stick to what you know and keep trying to find vacancies in in your field. Well, I think if you've already lost your job or you know it's going to happen, you know, if you're working in tourism or retail or industries where they're really re- reducing um, employees, then then now is a good time to really think about what to do to change career. Um, and, you know, a lot of us have been kind of curious during COVID-19 about who they are and what, and, and doing work that aligns with our purpose. So, so I think that gives us an opportunity to do that and, and find, find the right role. Um, so, so if you aren't working at the moment or you, you, you definitely think it's going 
going to happen soon then I would say you know look back on your career and list your career wins what are the great things you've done that you're most proud of um, because this will help leads sort of hone your purpose and your key skills that will help you find another role um, so being clear on what you're good at I think is really important and, and, and what's made a big impact um, and then transferable skills so we really need to think about what are our transferable skills that we can move from any industry and I mean I've seen people move from operations in the airline industry into risk management cybersecurity kind of roles because wow. they've got some transferable skills that, that they, they can move to these kind of roles and just build some new skills so so that I've, and I've seen people you know with um, so, uh, careers in publishing you know move into working with comms and marketing for schools groups which is actually quite a growth area again Hong Kong so, so there's if they've got these transferable skills and you really understand what they are then you can really see other roles that are being advertised with these skills so so writing down your transferable skills and then looking at for job jobs you know that are being advertised and really being open to, to different options because it's amazing what's out there if, if you're just open to options and see what's there there's, I mean there's two databases I like which are like indeed.com or also like the wanted lay um, site they're both great sites for looking at roles um, and, and looking at great companies so I was working with someone last week and we were looking at a, a career change for her and she went on to wantedly and said wow I've seen two companies I really want to work for I hadn't thought about these roles but I really want to work for these companies and so you know I'm going to make sure I've got the skills that, that are good for them so I think having that curiousness and, and making the effort to search will really help and, and connecting with the right people. That's, that's another thing that's really important. You know, we, we need to broaden our connections during these times. So, you know, we have the weak ties and strong ties. And what, what we always recommend when you're looking for a job is to actually mobilize some of the people who are weak ties. So they're people that you've worked with in the past, um, but maybe haven't spoken to recently. And they tend to actually be better for finding jobs than the people that you're speaking to all the time. So really mobilizing that network, going for coffees or going for having Skype calls or <laughs> whatever with them can really just help you um, in your search, especially if they're working in industries that you might want to move into. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I suppose it's kind of like dating. If, if you are in the market yeah. to date, you've got to be loud and proud about it. Yeah. Let everybody yeah. know that you're, <laughs> let everybody know that you're looking, um, for, yeah. for, for, for a partner. Just like yeah. with a job, let everybody know that you're looking for a job and you never know which connections in your network might be looking for someone, uh, with yeah. your skill set. Yeah, and I think Hong Kong people are always really helpful here. So, so I mean, I often connect people with people I know that you know they're looking in the same field, and they always want to meet. Um, and, and quite often they will find something, or, or you know, somebody that knows somebody you know, well, it will find you something. I think it's once you're clear on what you're looking for, and you start communicating that, then then I think you know the universe offers opportunities to you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sometimes, although sometimes people are sort of maybe they feel a bit shy, or they feel like, oh, I've been made redundant and they don't want people to know and they they might feel mm -hmm. embarrassed or whatever em emotion but actually this isn't the case you know if you are in the market looking for a job yeah. it's good to sort of put yourself out there uh, more yeah. than usual this way you never know uh, what's out there yeah and that's where I always recommend the exercise for looking you know going back and looking your, your career wins because you want to be feeling positive about all the great things you've done in your career and, and and you know being made redundant does knock your confidence but but if you really look at it as you know it's usually just a cost-cutting exercise you're in the wrong place at the wrong time it doesn't mean you haven't had a great career and, and, and can't go on to have a great career 
Absolutely. Shirley, it's always a pleasure to, to talk to you. Can you remind our listeners once again, have you got a website? How can people find yes. out more about you and your work? Well, um, my website is careercatalystgroup.com or you can connect to me on LinkedIn where I share weekly tips about how to have your best career. And I also offer a 30-minute complimentary call to see how I can help. Excellent. Well, Shirley, such a pleasure to have you back and I look forward to speaking to you hopefully in a month's time. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Noreen.